0: Check out my new book, Coping Courageously, a heart centered guide for navigating a loved one's illness without losing yourself. It's appropriate for you as a clinician, for your patients, and for anyone you know who has a seriously ill loved one or an aging parent. Check it out and tell a friend. Welcome to the Integrative Palliative Podcast. I'm Dr. Delia Caramonti, an integrative palliative medicine physician. If you are a physician or other healthcare provider passionate about taking care of people with serious or chronic illness, you are in the right place. Our motto is whole person care for people with serious illness using all the tools that work. Welcome integrative palliative people. Today, we're going to be talking about the use of creative arts for our patients and for us. Now, Don't get scared. I know that a lot of people's immediate response to that idea is, well, that's not for me. I'm not creative. I don't know how to do those things. But just hold your self criticism here for a second and indulge me. Why is that often our initial response? You know, if we're someone who isn't a beautiful painter, an amazing sketch artist, because we're such perfectionists that we think that we have to produce a thing and that it's all about the product. And, you know, we do it, we draw something and we look at it and we say, that doesn't look like the thing it was supposed to look like. And so therefore I'm bad at this and I don't like to do things that I'm bad at. So therefore I don't do creative things. But I would encourage you to take a new look at that whole idea and think about it as the creative arts can do some really valuable things for our patients and for us. For example, it can be a really mindful experience to create art particularly if it's not something that you have to think a lot about. So for those of us, I'm not an artist, really, for those of us who, you know, can't paint a beautiful scene, here's what we can do. We can color in beautiful grown up coloring books with beautiful colors. And you know, when we're doing that, We're focusing on the picture, on the color we choose, on how it feels in our hand. It's usually a very mindful focusing experience, and that's basically a meditation. So that works for paint-by-number, that works for doing mandalas, that works for coloring, and there are some really great paint-by-numbers, grown-up kind of paint-by-numbers things now that create a beautiful end product, but are really fun while you're doing them and are really distracting in a good way. Distracting in a way that allows your whole self to engage with it is not totally checking out like just watching Netflix. And it creates something pretty and you feel a sense of satisfaction about it. So the other thing besides being a mindful experience is that creative arts can help us express stuff and even heavy stuff. Worries about death, mortality, frustration with the medical system for both us and for our patients, self doubt, wonders about how will I deal with chronic pain, you know, wonders about family conflict and not knowing what to do with all that. So it can be really good as a mindful experience and it can be really good to express some heavy stuff that helps loosen it, helps us feel lighter, helps get out some of that stuff that, you know, maybe we really are dealing with, we don't have an answer to, but is feeling heavy. So that's the why. The how is really that it's about the process and not the product. And that is so different than how we're used to thinking about things. We're we used to producing things, right? Like give me a task, I'll do the task, there'll be that thing at the end. I'll write a paper, I'll do a project, right? I'll do a surgery. We're used to doing things with a product as the reason that we did it. But I would encourage you, if you're gonna play around with creative arts, that you make it not be about the product that instead becomes about the process. And to get kind of meta about this for a minute, that's actually really the best way to approach integrative palliative care anyway, because really what we're doing is walking beside people on this challenging road that they're on. We can't really fix their road. We can't take away their major problems most of the time, but we can help make it feel better. We can help help them feel less alone in it. So we are really more about the process often than about the product. So I would encourage you to think about the creative arts as about the process, meaning if you do it and you're enjoying the time, it absolutely doesn't matter what it looks like at the end. And when we release ourselves from worrying about what it looks like at the end, then we can actually enjoy the process. The only reason we don't enjoy the process usually is because we're judging ourselves and saying, oh my God, this doesn't look right. And the product's not going to be good. It's not going to look like what it's supposed to look like. And then we take all the joy out of just being in the moment with it. Okay. So say you decide, all right, fine. I'll play around with some creative art things. Even though it makes me nervous, even though I don't typically feel like that's my zone of genius, that's my place. What on earth can you do? So you can do a lot of things. Let me give you an example from my own life. So I started playing around with mosaics first and then now um, multimedia, weird, odd things. So I, you know, if I find old metal things on the street when I'm going for a walk, I'll collect it and take it home. My husband totally makes fun of me for this. I buy off Etsy people's rusted metal things to put into these creative pieces, but they always speak to me as in, I can't just go make a thing. I It's a way that I express where I am and what's in my head or my heart and what's happening for me. So- Two years ago now, I had a bad day at work and there was an experience where somebody tried to make me feel small and, and kind of shut me up and it didn't feel good. And I came home kind of in a mood and I just felt like I'm just going to do a thing. And I started playing around with paper and collage and paint and um, some metal pieces. And I made a thing. I didn't do it on purpose, but this is what came out. I made a thing that was a woman's eyes. There's a big metal piece across her mouth. And it just struck me without even knowing exactly why I was doing it to put two letters right next to her face. And the letters were N-O. So when I was done, I looked at it. And again, it wasn't with intention, but I looked at it and it was a A woman's face with her mouth covered and big letters that said no. And it almost gave me chills because I didn't think I was working through this experience. But what I saw when I looked at that was, no, you can't shut me up. You know, you can't make me be small. And it really struck me. I think that was the day that I really realized, oh, this stuff can be meaningful. It's not just playing around with fun things and paint and glue to pass the time. I wasn't aware that I needed to express that until I stepped back and looked at what came out and that's what I saw. And it really struck me that this is a medium that we can use for good. Because I think when I came home, if somebody had asked me to express simply what I was feeling, I don't think that I could have expressed it quite that clearly. I was just kind of mad. Oh, you know, that happened and they were not nice to me and now I feel yucky. And I don't think that I would have seen so clearly that my response was, no, you will not shut me up. You will not make me small. But I only saw that through the creative arts. And again, I am not a talented artist with skills. Like I, I can't draw you a snow scene or anything. But that doesn't mean that I can't express myself through art. And so I really encourage you to play around with that. And, and so what are the kinds of things that you can do? Well, besides what we talked about before, meaning um, coloring books, grown-up coloring books, beautiful grown-up paint-by-number things that they have at craft stores, art supply stores, mandalas you can do. You can do collage, and that could be collage from a magazine, like cutting out pictures of a magazine and gluing it down. It could be collage of photos that you have. It could be collage of photos or images that you print from the internet. And you can do it with all kinds of different intentions. Like sometimes people do a vision board collage, meaning, you know, what do I want for myself in general? Or what do I want out of the next year? Or what do I want from a work perspective or a personal perspective or a health perspective? So sometimes people have multiple different vision boards. You can just do a feeling like if you come home, mad about something or sad about something, you could do a collage around that. And it might be images that express how you're feeling. It might be images to try to move you to a different place or feel more positive. It might be just colors. You know, if you're mad, maybe it's all reds and oranges and blacks. If you're feeling down, maybe it's all blues. It doesn't have to be from your frontal lobe. It can just be what strikes you. If you're going to use collage as an example, get a whole bunch of old magazines and tap into how you're feeling and cut out the pieces and glue them down in a way that feels right. And then when you're done, step back and look at it and see what it is that your subconscious is telling you through this creative medium. Okay, so if collage is not your thing, what else can you do? You can do multimedia things like I do. You can do mosaics with pre-cut glass. Sometimes people like to learn to cut glass, but you can get pre-cut glass and you can do mosaics, either abstract kind of mosaics or mosaics that are trying to, you know, be like a bird on a tree. You could do that. You can knit or crochet or sew if you happen to have skills in those directions. I do not. I can only knit a scarf in a straight line. That's it. But for some people, that's a great way that they can express it. But I have found sometimes with patients that they'll say, oh, yeah, yeah, I, oh, I knit, but I never think to do it as a wellness activity. But it really is a very mindful Um, wellness activity so if someone has a stress issue going on and you want to talk to them about mindful activities that they could do they don't have to meditate per se you can say oh well you you like to knit or crochet how about every day for 15 minutes you go to your special chair and you bring out your knitting and crochet and if your mind wanders off to things that are wrong or things that you have to do just gently bring your mind back to your knitting Well, that's a meditation. So that's a way that you can counsel a patient to to do meditation, but using the creative arts that work for them. You can paint. So if you already know how to paint realistic things, you can do that. If you want to learn how to do that, learn to increase your skills in painting, you certainly can do that in the internet. You can paint abstract things, which, you know, you can either take classes to do, or you can see what you're called to do and do it completely on your own. You could draw with pens. You could draw with pencils or charcoal pencils. You could use writing. So you could write creative fiction, creative nonfiction. You could just journal. There are plenty of journal prompts that you could do. You could buy whole books of, of every day, a prompt, and you just write from that prompt. You could use music if you're already a musician, or you could take up some uh, musical instrument either on your own, or you could take lessons if that's something that, that calls to you. You could do drumming. You could get just small drums that go in your lap and do drumming just for yourself. So there are a zillion unlimited ways to use the creative arts for the well-being of us, but also for our patients. And for most of the things that are non-pharmaceutical, it's really a good idea for us to try them out first so that we get better and better at knowing who to suggest them to in our patient population. But also, we're much better convincers that somebody should do something if we've done it ourselves and it's really helped us. So you should play around with the creative arts. And then when you have patients who are struggling with stuck feelings, with Pain with sadness or depression, and you feel like maybe tapping into the creative arts would be helpful for them, you'll be so good at counseling them about how to do that. So, one small suggestion that I have for you, if you're going to do this, is to set up some kind of a station where your stuff is already set up or at least there. Because if every time you want to do it, you have to remember where you hid all the things. By the time you figure it out, you'll be tired or moving on to the next thing or you won't have time. So if you have a table in a room somewhere, or if you um, have a shelf where you can put your art stuff, or even just a box that you put under the table that you can pull out when it's time to do your art stuff, if you gather it all together, you're much more likely to do it. And then the other thing I recommend is that you just have a small goal. So you don't spend an hour and a half because when do you have an hour and a half? That's going to be hard to come up with. But if you have it all already organized, you can do something just for five minutes. Because remember, it's about the process. It's not about the product. So if you have five or 10 minutes and you want to just whip out your knitting or whip out your adult coloring book or, you know, whip out your pencils and sketch something, Just do it for five minutes, 10 minutes, a couple times a week, just because. Just because it's a new way to express yourself, to facilitate your own wellness, to deal with hard things, to be mindful and meditative. And then it gives you a whole skill that you can teach your patients about and help them to thrive too. So your homework for this week is to at least consider – what you might do if you were going to do a creative art experience for yourself. And if you're willing to go one step past that, I would really encourage you just to try a thing, just try something, whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. Just sketch something or just get a grown-up coloring book and some pens and do that for five minutes or do some mandalas or just doodle even. But sometime this week, try to find five minutes to do something creative. And then I would also encourage you this week when you're seeing patients to keep your antenna up for a person who might be receptive to this idea and suggest it to them and then follow up with them and see what happens. See if they did it. See if they liked it. Okay. Thank you so much for being a part of this community. And remember, you can't pour from an empty cup. So be sure to take care of yourself as well as you take care of your patients. And I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Integrative Palliative Podcast brought to you by the Institute for Integrative Palliative Medicine. If you liked what you heard, please give us a like, follow us, tell your colleagues, and join our community at www.tiipm.org. See you next week.